Have you ever noticed how some people have the power and ability to do the extraordinary? They seem extremely gifted and focused. I know I've seen people that have just a supernatural ability, just a, just a, a gift that they're able to do things uh, that command power, that command uh, attention, that can do supernatural, wonderful things. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever seen that? Have you ever wondered, how does that happen? How do they do that? Uh, today, this morning, what we're going to be looking at is, um, we're going to be looking at um, Jesus, the one who has that power and that authority to do things. Uh, Jesus, we're going to be looking at Jesus, uh, how he delivers, how he heals, and how he preaches the kingdom of God with authority and with power. And the reality is that that's what it comes, comes about. It's uh, Jesus doing what the Father has called him to do. And so we're going to be looking at the Gospel, Luke chapter 4, verses 31 to 44. And if you, and if you would, uh, follow along with me as I read verses 31 through 34. Gospel, Luke chapter 4. And he came down to Capernaum in the city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were amazed at his teaching, for his message was with authority. In the synagogue there was a man possessed by the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, Let us alone. What business, what business do we have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down into the midst of the people, he came out of him without doing him any harm. And amazement came upon them all, and they began talking with one another, saying, What is this message? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And a report about him was spreading into every locality and the surrounding districts. Then he got up and left the synagogue and entered Simon's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked him to help her. And standing over her, he rebuked the fever, and it left her. And she immediately got up and waited on them. While the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And laying his hands on each one of them, he was healing them. Demons also were coming out of many, shouting, You are the Son of God. But rebuking them, he would not allow them to speak because they knew him to be the Christ. And when, the day, and when day came, Jesus left and went to a secluded place, and the crowds were searching for him. And he came to him and tried to keep him from going away from them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. So he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. And may God add the blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. We're looking at three specific points here this morning. Um, deliverance, deliverance and healing, and then preaching. And so he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And normally that's when rabbis would uh, do their teaching, when they would go to the synagogue. Um, rabbis would go and they would do their teaching and they would go into the synagogue and they would and they would teach the people that similar to what we do like on Sundays is that this is what the this is what the, the practice was of um, the rabbis at the time and Jesus was considered uh, to, to many uh, to be a rabbi he was a rabbi he was a great teacher a rabbi meaning a teacher 
And, he, and they were amazed at his teaching, for his message was with authority. Why were they amazed with his teaching? Were there not, let me, and let me put this, I'm going to put this, I'm going to ask a rhetorical question. Were there not many rabbis in that day? Were there not many great teachers in that day? Were there not many people who were teaching the rabbi, the, were there not many rabbis, other rabbis teaching during that time? Why weren't the people amazed with them? And the question was, and the answer is, is that because he taught with power and he taught with what? Authority. See, the other gentlemen and the other folks who were the, the rabbis were teaching, but their teaching was just based on intellectual knowledge or ability to be able to um, speak or to give a message or to be able to preach or to teach. Uh, a natural ability to be able to do that. But there was no power, there was no substance behind it to give them the authority that the Word needed. The Word of God alone has power and authority to change and to speak and to do. But if the, if the one who is not preaching it is not anointed to be able to do the preaching, then what ends up happening is the words just become a teaching. They become good words. They become uh, just powerful words or words, uh, not necessarily powerful words, but words that are just motivating words without anything behind them. And so Jesus, and so what was the reaction of the people? The people were what? They were amazed because his teaching was different. It was with power. It was with authority. It did have the command of the people. The people could see a difference. They were saying, well, what's the difference between Jesus and all the other preachers and the rabbis that we hear? You ever, you ever, to think about this, some of your great preachers, I'm dating myself, but some of your great teachers nowadays because we listen, we some of us, maybe not all of us, but some of us listen to, to preachers and, and teachers on the radio or on television, and we follow them. And some have a great following, some don't. And you look at some of the great evangelists of years ago, like Billy Graham or Billy Sunday, uh, or some of the other um, preachers out there that have gone out there. And the difference, and you notice the difference between them and some of the other preachers and teachers out there, and you notice, saying, how did he do it? Like with examples from Billy Graham. How did he command to preach to millions of people throughout his, throughout his, his lifetime the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because people came, and people were converted, and people came to know and love the Lord Jesus Christ because he did what? He preached with what? Power and with authority, and that was the difference. There's a lot of preachers out there today. There's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of pastors out there that are preaching the gospel. There are a lot of people out there that are preaching the gospel and are teaching. But they're not, some are, but some, a lot are not teaching with power and authority. A lot are, but some aren't. And you can tell the difference, can't you? You can, because they have authority. They have power uh, to minister the gospel and to preach the word of God. 
And we know the difference, and we can tell the difference, and you can tell when someone's speaking with power and authority and someone who's not. Even though they might be an intellectual person, or even though they might have great speaking abilities, doesn't mean they're necessarily preaching with power. But you can tell the difference. Someone might not be quite as eloquent or quite as educated as someone else, but their message comes across with power and authority because they're preaching under the anointing of what? The power of God. And that's the difference. And it says here, um, in, the, in the synagogue there was a man possessed by a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice. I don't know if any of you have ever encountered people demonically possessed. I'm not talking like about the exorcist. The Exorcist, like the movie The Exorcist, or some of these other hokey, phony um, Hollywood versions of what uh, demonic possession is. But demonic possession is real. I've encountered it uh, many times in people's lives, and it's real. People don't think it's real because they've never seen it. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not real. It's real. And when you see it, it's, not, it's a scary prospect. Because the reality is, is that they're a spirit realm and they're very powerful in the spirit realm. But what did Jesus do? Here the demons are speaking out from this man, from this person. And what, did, what is he doing? And what does Jesus immediately do? They speak out and they say, Let us alone. What business do we have with each other? Jesus of Nazareth. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So what were they saying? Were they saying a lie? Because Satan is a liar and the father of lies, and so are his followers. The Bible says it. Satan is the father of lies. So are they telling a lie here? No. Is Jesus of Nazareth? Yeah, he was from Nazareth. Was Jesus... Um, um, the Holy One of God, absolutely. So why would Jesus rebuke them? Because what they were doing was they were trying to exert authority over Jesus. They were trying to manifest their authority, well, whatever authority they may have had, whatever little authority they may have had, over Jesus. And what does Jesus do at that moment? He silences them. Jesus rebukes them and tells them to be quiet. So Jesus came with power. So Jesus, as we see, came and he did. The people were amazed at what his teaching because it was with authority. Now look at here, the situation here. When it comes to demonic spirits, when it comes to evil spirits, what does he do? What does he have power and authority over? Authority over demonic spirits. So when you come with authority and you walk in the power and the authority of God, what happens? You have authority over the supernatural. The supernatural exists. The supernatural exists. Now some people would think, some writers have taught when I was doing when I was studying here, some writers have thought, well, this was just um, it wasn't true because the supernatural doesn't exist, and it was the person was just dealing with mental illness. But in reality here, it doesn't say, the scripture doesn't say that. Scripture says, 
that this person was possessed by a demonic spirit. It was a reality, and they exist today. They exist today. Not that, um, not that um, uh, folks can't, you know, and folks today can be possessed by demonic spirits. I've seen it, been a part of it. I've, I've witnessed it. We've helped, helped deliver people that were demonically possessed, and we've helped deliver them from the bondage. Been a part of that, so it's real. And the power is is that it because it's not in anything that the person can do, but it's in the power and the authority that comes from whom, from Jesus, that works inside of a person and the person's life, and it's real. But that authority comes from where? That authority comes from whom? From God. And Jesus was walking that. So Jesus, we see here that Jesus taught with authority. We see that Jesus was able to deliver because of the authority that was given him. From whom? From his Father above. And let's go on here. And verse 36, and amazement came upon all of them. And why do you see amazement? We see here that the people in verse 32 were amazed at his teaching. And then in verse 36, the people were amazed at his ability to be able to have power over the demons. In verse 36. And it says, what message is this? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. With authority and power. And that's the reality that God's people... That's the power and the reality that Jesus walked in, and that's the power and the reality that God's people need to walk in in their own lives. There's a scripture verse where it's, I can't recall where it's found, the address, but it says, For um, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and what? And of a sound mind. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I would encourage you to look up that verse when you get a chance. Because that same spirit, that same power that was in Jesus is in each one of us, folks. It's in each one of us. He's given us that same power and that authority. It was in Jesus. Are we not his children? Absolutely we're his children. If we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we doing hokey things? If, you know, when we, when we speak with power or authority or when we see demonic spirits? I wouldn't say messing around with them all the time, but the, the thing is, is that they're real and God has given us the power and the authority to be able to do that. Let's go on here. And a report about him was spreading into every locality in the surrounding district. So, news starts spreading. People start talking and news starts spreading. If you heard someone speak with a different authority, as you saw, heard somebody speak with authority and power, you're going to say, you're going to go tell your friend, aren't you? Or you're going to go tell your neighbor. Or you're going to go tell your family member. You're going to tell someone. So news is going to spread quickly because word of mouth spreads quickly sometimes. Nowadays, in social media, all you do is you text them. 
like the right then and there. And then so the news starts spreading. And so the news about Jesus was starting to spread. And so people were starting to clamor. People were starting to come and hear about Jesus. And the reality is, is that um, they were, people were starting to clamor to him. Why were they starting to come to him? Because of his power, his teaching, but also by what he could do. Now it was spreading around all the local, it was spreading about all the local towns and villages around there. Okay, and so, and so it was that, that, that regional area up in Galilee where Jesus was from, up in Nazareth, up in that area. So you can imagine the people are saying, wow, this guy's pretty good. I want to hear more about him. Let's go on here. We'll go to our second point. Healing and deliverance. He got up and left the synagogue and entered Simon's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever and asked him to help her. And standing over her, he rebuked the fever and left her, and she immediately got up and waited on him. So where is Jesus' power manifested here? So we see it's here, it's manifested in his, what, his teaching, and the thought with power and authority. It's manifested in his ability to be able to deliver people um, and to, and, uh, from demonic possession and power in their lives. But then also, it's, it, it's, it's in the healing of others, isn't it? A lot of people, a lot of people don't believe that healing is for today. A lot of people believe, oh, that was for back then. It was for Jesus and for the apostles. But it's not for today. And that's a, that's a load of malarkey. That's not, that's not the truth. The reality is healing is for today. And healing can be performed and done through God's people. As God's people pray, as God's people seek healing. God sometimes doesn't always heal, but sometimes he does. And he wants us to believe and trust him that he does. And that comes with power and comes with authority that comes through who? From the Lord Jesus Christ as he works through whom? Through his people. And he rebuked the fever, and the fever left Peter's mother-in-law, and it says that she got up and she waited on them immediately. And it goes on here. And he says here, it says, then, and then the sun was setting, and all those who were sick with various diseases brought to them. He was laying hands on them. Each one of them, he was healing them. So we see a lot of healing going on here. And so you see a lot of the people were doing what? A lot of people wanted to be a part of that. If you were getting healed, if you were sick, if you were sick, you would want to, and you, and you were suffering, you'd want to get healed, wouldn't you? I know I would. I would want that. And so what happens is, is that the, a lot of these people, Jesus was doing that in this area. And a lot of people were getting healed. A lot of people were getting well. He was laying his hands on them. And people were getting made whole. And so you can imagine what's going on with the people. There's healing going on. There's deliverance from demonic spirits going on. There's powerful teaching going on. And so what do you think the people are thinking here? 
you know, this guy, we want this guy. We want this guy to hang around. I don't, we don't want him going anywhere, so you get more and more people. So think about that. And just put, put that seed in your, in your mind. Um, and it says here, And demons were also coming out of many, shouting, You are the Son of God. But rebuking them, he would not allow them to speak, because they knew him to be the Christ. And again, he was what, doing what? They knew him to be the Christ. And they weren't speaking, they were not speaking a lie, but their motivation was so that they could exercise power and authority over him. And Jesus would not allow them, so he shut them up and he rebuked them. And so Jesus, by shutting them up and rebuking them, he exercised power and authority over them. And he rebuked them and they were silent. Because they had no power and they had no authority. Well, let's come on here and we're going to our last point here. It says, and it's preaching. And when day came, verse 42, Jesus left and went to a secluded place, and the crowds were searching for him. And they came to him and tried to keep him from going away from them. So here we are. He's preaching with power and authority. He's delivering people from demonic possession, and, and he's healing many people. Would you want him around? I would. I wouldn't want him to go anywhere. He's mine. I don't want him going anywhere. I want to see more of this happen. I want to see, I want to manifest this. I want this. And so the people were looking for that. That's what they wanted. Who wouldn't want that? Right? Am I being honest? Who wouldn't want to hear powerful teaching and with authority? Hear the word of God from somebody who is heard directly from God and is speaking with power and speaking with authority. Who wouldn't want to, if someone's being oppressed by the enemy and has and has been um, and, and, and has been delivered and set free. Who wouldn't want that? God delivered me from drugs and alcohol. That was a demonic, it wasn't possession, but it was oppression by the enemy, and God delivered me from that by the power of God. Who wouldn't want that in their own life? Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to be um, healed? Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Who wouldn't want that? So all these people were looking to him because he was one who was offering these to the people. And so the people wanted to keep him for his own. Well, let's go on here. We're going to finish up here. And they tried, and they came to him and tried to keep him from going away from them. So here they were trying to hold on to him. They're not going to let him go. That's what they wanted. That's what the people wanted. That's what the people wanted. But sometimes what the people want and what God wants are two different things. Isn't it true? What we want and what God wants isn't always necessarily, they don't always go, coexist. Because God's, my ways are not your ways, neither are my thoughts your thoughts, says the Lord. For as my ways are higher than well, I'll leave it with that. But the reality is God's ways are higher than our ways, folks. And Jesus knew the difference. Because here, listen to Jesus' response. It says in verse 43, follow me in verse 43, because this is really, 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 really important. It says, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. So, 
I must preach the kingdom of God. So where does that come from? Where does I must preach? Where does that come from? That came from his father. Who commanded him to go out? Who, who asked him? Who told him to come? Down. The father did. Who, what, who, where does Jesus get his marching orders from? God or from the people? Where does Jesus get his marching orders from? From God or from the people? The people wanted him because he was doing all these great things, but he says, no, I must preach, because I must preach the kingdom of God to other areas as well, not just to your community. I must go. That's what his plan was. That's the plan that God had given him. I must go to these other cities as well. As much as you like me, as much as you love me, and who, what person doesn't like to be loved? What person doesn't like to have the popular, the populace, say, wow, that's great. Well, uh, Jesus said, I can hang out here. People love me here. I can do all that. It appeals to the flesh, doesn't it? It appeals to what you want. It feels good. It does feel good to be wanted. It does feel good to be, to, to look, to be popular, doesn't it? It does. It feels good to be wanted but, and, and to be popular and, to, and to, to have that. But Jesus knew that the best way to do it was to do, was to do his Father's will. His Father's will was to go to other places and preach the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is, has, is the rule, God's rule um, in the lives of God's dynamic rule. In other words, his rule in the hearts and the lives of people. In other words, the kingdom of God is, is that God's kingdom, God's plan, God's purpose, God's rule, God's power, and God's authority will has to be preached. That rule, that God is in control, that God's overall thing, that God's rule is overall. And that's what needs to be preached, and that's what he needed to do. Not so that he could please people and build up a great church. Just because you have a big church with tons of people and gazillion people in there, and gazillion, um, your coffers are filled with, with tons of uh, resources, doesn't mean that you have the power of God in your, in your in the ministry, in your work. Doesn't mean that. It just means that you're popular with people. Doesn't mean that you're preaching the kingdom of God. Now you can hear me on that, and you may not agree with me. Just because you see a lot of people doesn't mean that you're preaching with power and authority, doesn't mean that you have the power of God in your ministry. Doesn't mean that. It doesn't. Because you can be popular and still not do the kingdom and still not preach the kingdom of God to where he's called you to preach or to do. You can do that. But Jesus, because you find out in the end, Jesus wasn't very popular, was he? Did he preach the kingdom of God according to the will of his father? Absolutely. And did he preach it with power and authority? Absolutely. Did he operate in the power and authority? Uh, deliverance of folks from demonic possession? Absolutely. With healing? Absolutely. With miraculous things? Absolutely. But it wasn't ne always necessarily popular with people. But you know who he was popular with? His Father in Heaven. Because he was doing what his Father in Heaven wanted. And sometimes we have to make that tough choice, folks, don't we? Because sometimes 
Preaching with power and authority comes by doing the will of your Father. And that's what Jesus did, and that's what Jesus came to do. And that's what we need to do. We need to know, we need to hear God's will, we need to know what His heart is for us in our own lives. And as we do that, as we know His will, and we know His power, and we know His authority in our lives, and we're doing what He called us to do, we're going to preach, we're going to teach. Some of us are not going to be necessarily preachers, but some of us can teach others and talk to others, and still have power and authority. We can still have healing. We can still be able to help people to be set free from their, from their, um, from their, uh, the things that bind them in their lives, uh, caused by the oppression and the possession of demonic spirits. And God's power of healing can bring healing in our lives. We can pray for someone and someone can get healed. We believe that. You believe that you can pray for someone and someone can heal. I'm sure you've prayed for others and others. You've seen others get healed. That's because it's the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ working in your life. And let's operate in that. Let's walk in that in our own lives. But it comes by being obedient to what? To the Father rather than to man. Hear what God has to say. Hear His words. Spend time with Him in prayer. Know His will. Know His heart. And then walk in it. And see what God can do in your lives. And see the difference that God can do in your life. One of the things in my life, and I'll end with this, was uh, I always wanted to make a difference in my life. I love working with people. I have been ever since I was in high school. I'm a, a social worker. That's what I went to high school. That's what I went to college for, um, was to help people. And then God got a hold of my heart and He saved me. And then He allowed me to uh, be a, come into ministry. And the reality was, is that God made such a difference in my own life. He made such a different thing in my own life that he helped me to be able to see that how I can really help people and work with people is only by his power and his might. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And so now, by his grace, I can be a more effective person that works and helps people in my own life. And you can be, in the same way in your own life, you can be a more effective person than what God's called you to do in the direction He's called you to be in your own life. And that's what He wants with us as well. Amen?